In this episode of Local History Matters, the podcast being run by the British Association for Local History, I'm joined by Joe Saunders. Joe is a familiar face as the host of BALH's most popular monthly webinar series, Local History Hour, as well as being an active member of the outreach team and a trustee. Away from the BALH, Joe is working towards his PhD. While as a family historian, he undertakes genealogical research and is an associate of the professional genealogy body, AGRA. Today, we're going to be talking a bit more about Local History Hour and how you can engage your research with the public in a slightly longer format when compared to the 10-minute talks. Thank you for joining me today, Joe. And my first question for you is, how did you become interested in local history? And sort of as a follow-up question, what does local history mean to you? Uh, well, thanks very much for having me along, Megan. I guess, in a way, I've always been interested in local history. I've always been very interested in my family history, uh, the town where I grew up. I remember when I was very young, someone told me that the road that we lived on had once been on farmland and there was a farmhouse, apparently. So I started digging up the back garden, which my parents weren't very pleased at, but very supportive in lots of other ways. So, yeah, I, I grew up in mid-Essex, so there's lots of really interesting history uh, in the sort of the towns and villages of Essex. I spent a lot of time as a teenager in Colchester, which is a fantastic historic town. So, sort of, yeah, my, I guess my local history interest developed from being around historic places and in historic places. I spent a bit of time working as a tour guide in Glasgow when I was at university, so that was a lot of fun, um, and sort of teaching people and talking to people about local history found really rewarding. Yeah. Sorry, what was the second sorry, question? In follow-up to the, the second <laughs> question, sorry, <laughs> it's always the way when you do a two-parter, isn't it? Um, yeah. Is uh, what does local history mean to you? Probably fun, to be honest, in a really cheesy kind of way. Just I always find it really interesting wherever I go, whatever I do, getting my head around the history of a place and sort of putting yourself in people's footsteps and also seeing the traces from the past. Um, but particularly when you're researching and you're really getting into to know a place through the records and sources and you sort of really understand how history has impacted a place, but also a sense of, of how that place has changed through time. And I think that's just a lovely snapshot and the way, uh, just a brilliant way to think about history. Absolutely, definitely. And of course, you are the face of local history hour now, which is happening <laughs> uh, since lockdown in 2020, wasn't it, um, that it sort of started? Yeah, yeah, it has been. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm one of the faces. I hope not the face, otherwise we'll put people off. But really, yeah, with, with Local History Hour, it was just as I became involved with BLH and there was talk of putting something out there to join the, the collection of online talks and things that we had, the proliferation, I suppose, after COVID hit, you know, we all found ways of moving things online. That that was really exciting. So I um I, I found out that the, the classic thing of sometimes you volunteer for things but most of the time you're sort of left standing while everyone else steps back. So I, I sent a, a very warm email about the idea and ended up along with Adrian Webb, co-host, being involved in running Local History Hour. So that's really how it come to be. And, and it's been very exciting, I should add, and everybody should tune in to their next Local History Hour whenever you're listening to this. Totally agree. They are the highlights of my month as well, or one of those. So obviously... You've been running these uh, with Adrian Webb for a little while now, but what exactly is Local History Hour and what sort of topics do they cover? So everything and every, anything, really. So we invite speakers to come to us with ideas. So if you do have an idea, come, come and uh, speak to us in some capacity, send us an email. And, and really, we've had everything from you know medieval rebellions through to 
early modern chancery records. So we, we've got usually some kind of theme, so either a particular place or a particular type of source, and we bring two speakers together and we have sort of two different views on them. So either a, a sort of two case studies or maybe a case study and then some advice on how to use the sources or research a place. So that was really the, the driving force with it is to, to bring a couple of expert opinions in and then uh, hopefully people can enjoy it and then also learn themselves. And so is it a case of, with regards to the format of History Hour, is it a case of having those two speakers speaking for about 20 minutes and then that Q&A section at the end? Is that sort of the format that people can expect? Yeah, mostly, yeah. So we do have some variation in that. But uh, yeah, it's sort of, I think, about 20 minutes um, looking at a, a screen is about about right. Um, and most speakers have been very good to uh, condense a lot of a lot of knowledge into that. So uh, and then we do like a good Q&A at the end. Uh, most of our uh, talks are very well attended and we get people from all around the world, usually who are, are sort of something of an expert themselves. So we usually get really good questions, um, very detailed and our speakers are always very gracious to give good answers. Definitely. And it's a wonderful networking opportunity as well, which I've seen. So why is it important to share our research in a format that is longer than, say, for example, our 10 minute talks or something like that? I mean, I, I love the 10 minute talks. I think there is something really nice and bite sized about those. But I think once you extend it, you can get into some more depth and you really start to um, be able to to share some of the nuances that maybe a 10 minute talk doesn't quite capture and I think about 20 minutes usually you can get good amount of sort of some story in there but also some advice and as a listener I think that's really useful and that's really what we want to do is we want people to to listen in and learn something. And so for those of us who are listening to this who are interested in perhaps being part of Local History Hour what are sort of the tips and tricks that make a local history talk engaging in this way? That's a good question. I think it probably depends from person to person what your strengths are. I think firstly, you need an interesting topic and you need to be able to speak convincingly about it. I think to really engage people, some experience that you've got sharing or research in some capacity is good. And I think probably setting out to take your listener on a bit of a journey. So if anyone's thinking of coming and presenting an idea to us, then really what we want to know is that you're going to take the to the listener through either just by yourself or with your co-speaker and that you're going to sort of maybe give us some some little little pieces of information, some recommendations of where to go, where to look for your own research um, and also some stories, that, you know, the, the sort of the tidbits that we all, we all like, you know, we like a, a bit of drama or a little bit of entertainment. Definitely. And that sort of answers the question of how you've made that happen with Local History Hour. And I know that's something that yourself and Adrian always strive to do is match up these wonderful talks together. Just thinking of one now that happened a few months ago, I think it was, where we looked at nonconformity in two different places. And that was a really interesting talk. And this is from someone whose subject matter isn't that particular area. So, yeah, is that something that you try to do to compliment them? Yeah, we, we do. I mean, some of our speakers sort of know each other beforehand and that can give, give a really nice dynamic I think if you're friends or colleagues or you maybe know of one one another and your your maybe your subject matter aligns quite closely or like we had with nonconformity, we had two speakers who hadn't met each other before they they had before they gave the talk we'd had some some chats but 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 you know didn't know each other in a, a past life kind of thing and and just two very very different views on a topic that, that there was correlation 
but actually two very different talks coming together and, and hopefully that gives a nice feel to the evening and uh and and you could tell as well in the the questions and answers that they were were getting a buzz off of listening to each other and learning from each other as well. Hopefully they're still in touch. I, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's a nice way, like you mentioned, for people to network and get together as well. Um, although that isn't the prime the prime motive. Got lots of different avenues from just one hour's discussion. It seems. <laughs> So in your view, what has been the impact of online local history talks as a result of things like the pandemic? Yeah, I think online history talks generally have been the the real silver lining of the pandemic. In a a couple of years that I think have been pretty grim for everyone, I think they've been a real light for people to come together to to listen to research, whether it's in, say, your family history society or whether it's in, uh, you know, university capacity or your local history society with BLH. So I think there are lots of ways that it's really made people more connected. I mentioned earlier, we've had listeners from all over the world with BLH's talks, um, with local history hour especially. And I think that's really powerful. And I think, you know, when I think about my own local history societies, you know, the way that people can now listen in from wherever they are in the country, that accessibility, I think, is really important. And while we all really enjoy going to in-person talks and there's nothing quite like it, I do hope that we're we're now in an era where this will stay, actually. I don't know what you think, Megan. I mean, I know you you attend a lot of talks in different capacities, but what, what do you think generally? Good thing, bad thing. Would, would you would you rather they end? No, I agree with you. I think it's it's so lovely to see people in our chats on our webinars, sort of saying hello from wherever it is. You know, whether that's the Sussex coast right up to the Outer Hebrides and things like that, and people being able to interact and you know being sat there with a nice cup of tea in the comfort of their own homes. And it's been really lovely for me, you know being in the Midlands, not necessarily being able to go down to London for a lot of these in-person talks pre-pandemic. And I'm sure it was the same for you, Joe, when you were starting your PhD in the, the northeast of England. It's nice to have that alternative option. So certainly I'd love it if we at the very least continue to have, you know, hybrid sessions or a mixture of online and in-person, because like you say, you know, it doesn't give a proper substitute sometimes for in-person events in terms of being able to have those like coffee conversations afterwards with someone you know on zoom you're having to listen to everyone all together which feels sometimes a bit awkward if you want to have a catch up but certainly it's been a, a really nice way to interact with people when we haven't been able to go out and about and that sort of thing so long may it continue as well from my point of view <laughs> good and I know we've uh, potentially got you coming along to speak at a local history hour as well so that was definitely the right answer to give <laughs> That was a very good answer. I'm glad that I got it right. Yes, I've been so enthused by the local history hour that hopefully myself and one of my colleagues from university will uh, be coming up in the programme later on this year. But to give you an idea, Joe has got so many speakers that he sort of said to me, you know, can you do six months from now, which just shows that popularity of local history hour. And that's fresh off the press at the time of recording in March. Joe and I have just had this conversation earlier this week, so uh, you're getting some new information there. (laughs) And then in terms of Local History Hour itself, how can people learn more about it, both to join in the audience and then to present their own research if they feel comfortable doing so? Brilliant. So, yeah, so if, if people want to come and take part, if they want to pitch an idea to us, then do get in touch with BLH either through our social media 
uh, or through our uh, email channels on the website. We do have people in BLH in all walks of life in all sort of different capacities that have come to us so to please feel that that we would want your talk because we almost certainly would and of course if we haven't quite got space for a local history hour there's always opportunity to to put forward a blog or a 10 minute talk for example if you're interested in learning more about upcoming local history hours then go to our website at www.blh.org.uk and then uh, my final question for you is what does local history hour mean to you for me, it's been really lovely to give back, I hope, to the local history community. You know, the amount that I've learned from all kinds of people in all sorts of ways over the years. And for me, the real buzz that I get is being able to bring speakers to our audience. Often we get several hundred people uh, attend an event and we get such wonderful feedback. I think that's what it means to me is sort of people then coming across and saying, Sometimes months after, um, I had one recently that somebody who'd listened to a talk months and months ago and, and said, well, actually, yeah, I really enjoyed, you know, X talk. And uh, and I learned so much and inspired me to go and do some of my own research. What it means to me, I think, is being able to share some of these brilliant historians and really interesting information people. And, and hopefully we uh, we then inspire and motivate research in your own areas. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. And thank you so much again, Joe, for joining me today and explaining a bit more about Local History Hour. We look forward to seeing some of you in the next Local History Hour. And do make sure to look at the events page of our website, like Joe said, to learn more about the range of topics that Local History Hour is covering. Thank you very much again, Joe, And uh, I hope everyone has a lovely day. Thank you so much for listening to this latest issue of Local History Matters, the podcast run by the British Association for Local History. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with your friends, family and other people who may be interested in this episode. We are regularly updating this series, so do keep an eye out for our latest podcast episodes, as well as our blogs, events, 10 minute talks and local history hours. Thank you very much for joining us. 